watching prohibition fall down. What up, guys? It's all about the grow talk and your weed tasting good. Check the shirt, Scotty. Oh, I finally got it. It got right. to you. Nice. Weed should taste good. And this is at Head Stash Gardens, which I know nothing about, but they made a cool shirt. Uh, so let's get into it, man. Before we get into grow talk, guys, today is grow heavy if you are a cannabis grower. Stay tuned and get Irie. First off, I want to tell you, I did talk to Mike Horizai. Nice. Mike Horizai, one of the extract guys from Source Turbo. I just wanted to update you that he is a grower that is growing and he gives, I think he said it was 75%. He has a, a friend of a friend, we'll say, without getting too personal, has stage four skin cancer. Um, so he's been doing uh, the, the what is the main thing, damn, Rick Simpson oil style right, stuff. Right. But he's excited to get the Source Turbo to use that as well to give more medicine. And it was another DGC member that said, hey, dude, you should sign up. Maybe you'll win something. And so everything <laughs> yes. just fell into line really well. So I'm super excited how that went. It's called karma, bro. For your members, DGC membership on dudegrows.com under support us. Uh, we will be, that's another way to win these giveaways next month, March 15th, SK 400 updated, up, updated, upgraded, I'll be giving away. Uh, if you did not know yet, the Patch Adam seeds, some seeds here now, uh, if you have ordered those, don't grow them. If you've ordered them and you have grown them and you want to grow something better, get a hold of seeds here now, if you ordered them or not, and you can get something different and they're working on the new promo code for us guys. So we can continue to get free seeds. Right. They, those seeds were not what they were supposed to be. Um, so seeds here now is trying to say, Hey, we got to protect our reputation and you guys' reputation. Let's take care of everybody that got those patch Adams. So once I get the new seed code, I'll let you know, but if you have ordered them, Get a hold of seeds here now, they'll take care of you. And the problem was they weren't autoflowers? Is that is that what was going on? I didn't dig into it fully. I just, yeah, I don't know. I know somebody was ticked off in some form somewhere, and it was brought to the attention that, hey, these things aren't what they're doing, what they're supposed to be doing. James Beam confirmed it and said, oh, shit, right. and uh, taking care of business now. Deal. Uh, the new uh, newsletter will be going out. Sorry, guys, I try to get it out every month. I'm obviously not slacking, but behind this month will be some updates in there. Uh, DGCCup at gmail.com, April 14th, I believe. I want to say it's a Saturday. Saturday before 420. Yeah. That's going to be a good time. I'm going to have a full house. All my friends are coming over that night. Be there or don't be Irie, I guess, because Ocean Grown's. You guys want to get some genetics? Ocean Grown's going to be there. Irie Genetics, Rasta Jeff, what up? Sunleaf Seed Company out of Colorado, been on the show. Yep. What's up, Derek? As well as working on seeds here now should be there i'm picking duke diamond because I mean, when i wrote this down in the format who has the name how do you come up with duke diamond who cares a lot of weight behind it like what's that guy's name duke diamond i like it man that means you got some you got some sugary weed if they call you the duke diamond <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as far as uh, company, not company, supporters of the show, some, you're going to get some gear if you come. Mammoth P, uh, Spectrum King giving away a 602. Yeah. Thrive Agritech LED is going to give away some of their slimline LED bars and more, more to come. You want to go, email me, DGCCup at Gmail. Love it. Thanks for taking care of all that behind-the-scenes work, dude. You've been absolutely crushing it, man. Gotta, gotta. Executive producer today for Grow Talk is Ed Ryan out of Toronto. Happy birthday, my friend. Uh, avid, what do I say? Avid fan. Avid fan. Whoa. I hate saying that. It sounds cheesy. <laughs> you are fans, man. Dude, Canadian DGC, what's up, Ed? I uh, hear you really enjoy the show and wanted to say happy birthday as well. Get a hold of me, man. Hit me up over in the contacts. Send you out some stickers and some shit uh, for, uh, yeah, being there. And just spread the word of the show. Yeah. Happy you, birthday. You know who I become an avid fan of, man? Hmm, hmm. Pupil Magoo. 
Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Who's growing some dank here, this guys? This gorgeous. Under the latest are the dank nugs. And, man, you guys have been rocking. I appreciate it. We have plenty of dank nugs. I'm really trying to do everything over there as far as contributing from the site to the show and interact on dudegrows.com. So this is Pupil Magoo. <laughs> um, it will buy Conte 1307. He goes, this strain, man, these pictures look pretty damn Beautiful, nice. beautiful. It's truly a work of art. I have grown out many from seed, both regs and fems, given off amazing aromas from berries to sour apples with Swedish fish. Love that. It's <laughs> big on the Swedish fish. Not sure why they're Swedish. I grow as a means to maintain being bi to maintain being bipolar. Yeah, and this strain works better than um, anything else ever has. That's a first. That's pretty interesting. I did, you know, I guess the, to see the different things that cannabis can be medicinal for is pretty damn amazing. I'm telling you, filling that endocannabinoid system, there's definitely something to it. Speaking of that, I gotta hit this real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. I, I was about to unpack in my today. bowl. Okay, hold on. <laughs> a strong branching plant that responds well both topped and untopped. Her high is mellow and relaxing with flavor, full expressions throughout the smoke. Nine-week flower time on average, sometimes less, sometimes more. This was grown under 3,500K 3, and 3,000K creek cobs in my blend of super soil. Wow, so this guy knows what he's doing. Beautiful. And was, and I'm going to go naughty 1307, man. Looking good. Very cool. Very. I'm impressed, sir. One more dank dog here because there are plenty of good dank dogs over there. And this is in from Hetty Cropper, 617, the Blue Tooth. Special number five. Nice. Bluetooth. I picked, <laughs> I picked this, man. We're looking at a picture here of one auto left in a garden, a three-by-three three tent. Uh -huh. It was three, three autos in total, but he harvested two. And it's just a no-till bed, I guess, with all kinds of clover and little – just refreshingness. It's like how you'd see a cannabis plant growing like in the forest or something, right? It's true. It's true. And by the way, this is it says Bluetooth special number five bred by Mephesto Genetics. The more I hear about autoflowers, uh, the more I hear that Mephesto is, is a company you don't want to ignore. So we should get their attention, see what's up with them. Hell yeah, I get some genetics. Yeah. Um, so it's got these seeds as a freebie with a separate purchase from Mephesto. God, that weed tastes good. This girl stunted right off the bat and really struggled. I had grown this in a three by three bed, sharing a root zone with two other autos. The other two dominated this little lady, but once the others were received the chop chop, this girl took off. I'm gonna give her some more time to express these beautiful colors, but I can't wait to see how she smells when she's jarred up. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Look at those colors. The leaves are all turning purple. Nice dense. You think there's something there? there? You know, you say you know tr from tree to shining tree and right, right root zones mm -hmm. and plants talking and all that that yeah. this plant knew. Oh shit! The other two got chopped. Man, I'm gonna push hard now. I mean. It's interesting to say it could have been a light thing, of course, but I, I assume you had good light coverage. But yeah, you I wonder right. if there's some signaling. You are right. It's all mine now. You guys don't need these nutrients. Don't mind if I do. Yeah, pretty interesting. Let me just we'll plug right in here. Chop, it goes well for you, buddy. Very all right, cool. who we got? We got the uh, Grow Talk is who we got. We're getting right into it. I will say that plants are, I've been reading that, not from tree to shining tree. That's that's what, the NPR Article uh, or something. Radio lab show, yeah. Yeah, but that type of stuff or reading these books, The Secret or The Hidden Life of Trees, I can't remember what it's called, but it is absolutely amazing. I was listening to somebody talk yesterday and they were talking about trees, you know, being able to defend themselves or signal with scent or by, you know, basically they communicating with each other. And it's just neat stuff. 
It is. Mike Horaza, I said the same. I want to say shout out to you, Scotty, because he's likes all the recommendations. He's been coming up with knowledge on books and audiobooks and stuff. So Yeah, I'm psyched that there's other people that are uh, enjoying it. We should all get to and whatever. I guess through, through the comments, please comment and let's continue the conversation going. Learning in public. Yeah. All right, this is planning a sealed room posted by Wendell. Hang on, I got one thing. Is for some reason I've developed a terrible habit of saying man after everything. So don't let me do it, okay? I'm breaking All right. it. <laughs> Just combine them real quick, man. Uh-uh, can't do it. Uh, so this is, in the near future, I'm planning to build a 15 by 15 sealed grow building. Sounds dope. I yeah. like it. External from my home, but odor control and noise control are major factors I have to keep in mind. I have most, if not all the other requirements covered, but I'm struggling how to handle ventilation for a room that size without being noise obvious. I have extremely observant neighbors. I guess that could be good and bad. I would rather not share with. Okay, so let's start off right off with the, I have extremely observant neighbors. So I would think that the best thing is to have some kind of a decoy, you know, having to come up with some kind of a hobby or something, whether it's I'm a glass blower or I do, you know, welding. I don't know. But you, I, I, would think I mean, of just, something. yeah, why the neighbors ask, oh, why is there a new 15 by 15 building? Yeah. And then why, why do you go in there twice a day? <laughs> I think he might already have the 15 by 15 building. Right. So that's not. No, something. he says I'm planning to build. Ooh. Gotcha. All right, so he's probably got his plans and all that. The two major things that jumped out. First, he asked about ventilation. So there are companies uh, out there. I know CanFan uh, makes them. I don't know if there's other companies as well, I assume. Mm-hmm. Different type of duct mufflers if you need to. I'm confused, to though. The, things, the whole title says, says planning a sealed room build. Sealed, what do you mean? Sealed rooms don't have ventilation. Sealed rooms are sealed. True, true. But if you do, are doing something, good point. I mean, as far as it should, what he should just have then is a, a some form of AC, CO2, and dehumidification. And, yeah, and, and it's sealed, and that that air stays in there. And that's the way you're going to keep the smell down as well. I do like with a sealed room, though, to have the ability to be able to just dump the room and then just be able to do that like once a week, be able to dump the room and then just start to supplement CO2 back from there. Just to get fresh uh, air, and here's a good air. way. Not the, I was just go ahead. I was just saying, not the worst suggestion in the world. I've been running a sealed room now for what about five, six weeks. It's performing fine though. Not dumping well, any, any air out. Let's assume you're going to run because it's the most economical thing to do this day for a grower, a mini split in this environment. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on where you're at, I would consider mounting like if you have an attic space and you could like mount the outside unit in the attic and actively vent the attic because it's going to look weird having a big you know, side of a mini split potentially on your 15 by 15 building. You got to make an excuse, man. That's not a mini split. That's my uh, kiln cooler, man. Or that's my. You can hide mini splits too, kind fuck. of pretty well. You can pl- like plant bushes around them. You can put up, you know, some type of fencing. So keep that in mind. Really oh. easy way to hide them. I've seen if you have any kind of farm animals or any kind of farm kind <laughs> of situation. Seriously, hay bales. Grabbing a few hay bales and just kind of stacking them shabby. around there. Not not too shabby, no. But make sure whatever you do, the thing can still breathe well, of yes. course. Yes. Uh, insecurity, man. Uh, you know, just had an unfortunate incident up here with Ramo. Uh, keep your security in mind. Anytime a building's exterior from the main residence, you know, thieves and people can have a little bit more tempting. You know, mm-hmm. Dr. J got ripped out of his little hoop house when it's not in your house. 
it's easier for people to be tempted to steal from you. So I would be running uh, security to the extent that you want a bunch of people to know. Uh, there's two things there. Do you want the cops to come or do you not? You just hey, need whoa, to be whoa, alerted. Whoa. You never want the cops to come. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, no, that's not true, depending. Hey, man, if I'm a licensed up, completely legit growing, I've got people I'm being threatened or somebody has whatever, I'm going to call the cops. Huh. I thought I knew you. <laughs> I agree. I'm half agreeing with you, Scotty. Don't get me wrong. I'm on the fence on this one. Oh, shit. Nine, but, nine most dangerous words. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Any type of venting, take, it's got to go out through the roof. Everything, that's, that's the best thing I ever did at one of my grows. Uh, I was frustrated with uh, it going out a side basement window, which is super obvious. You know, a guy reading mm-hmm. the meter comes by or something. Hmm, why is the basement window got vents? What about uh, when there's no snow on your building? When, you know, we've all seen this on cops. They're driving by in Alaska State Troopers and everybody's got snow on their building except for the garage. Oh, you just made me think of the perfect. We're trying to give him an excuse, right? He's got all this ventilation and shit and no snow. Hang a sign that says exotic reptile rescue. <laughs> Yeah, nobody will show up for that, man. You're good to go. Yes. <laughs> All right, hopefully that helps, Wendell. Let us know what you end up doing with a 15 by 15. Be a, be a what do they call them, the guys that do, make porcelain, you know, pot, you make pottery and whatnot? That's where your kiln is, all right? It's your side business. You have an Amazon business. Well, I'm going to move on, and since I mentioned Ramo, I'm going to mention Ramo and his nutrients. Shout out, man. Hope he's all fired back up. He had a security breach himself, unfortunately. Yowie. It does happen in this industry. It's happened to me. I'm sure it's, I don't know, have you ever been ripped, Scotty? Yeah, the middle schooler ran away with my plant a couple of days ago, or a couple of years ago. Wasn't that last year? I've been ripped twice. Once a whole four-lighter by authorities, we'll say. Yeah. Nothing happened to me except the I don't call stress. that. Well, yeah, I, I didn't count. I don't count those, man. And then one time, somebody decided to take one of the Scroopy Noopers. Dad, you were going to hell, person. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Rainbow Nutrients. Uh, so check them out, guys. That is actually what I grew the Scroopy Noopers with. That was a very successful grow of mine. Not on a fluke, but I didn't plan it to be like the dope. Uh, and it works awesome. The way, If you want to go off a feed chart, great nutrient line, super easy. It's across the board when you're using the bottles in Rainbow's line. It's eight, 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 eight. These are mils per gallon. Nice. Then when you go up, like, and I didn't have any issue with efficiencies, burns, great quality end product. And check them out at RainbowNutrients.com, especially Canadians. A lot of Canadians are running, you know, like to support their local Canucks, if you will. <laughs> have you been there long enough to call them Canucks, man? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think that's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm learning. I'm learning as I'm here. Yes. Let's sir. move on, though, to another Grow Talk question. DudeGrows.com here. Who do we got? We talk about humidity, man. Adding, Adding humidity, humidity to your shield room. Yes, sir. Canna, canna able, can able, either can able or can able. I like it. So this is uh, adding humidity. Let's break it down. Michigan, what's up? Winter here in Michigan is a harsh one this year. And my current humidifier, this is a common problem in Colorado too. My current humidifier isn't quite cutting it. It keeps my relative humidity at 40%. And he says, without that humidifier, it'd be at 20%. And yeah, my VP, because my VPD would be close to perfect if I can get my humidity to 70%. Uh, I'm leaning towards a hydro fogger or ultrasonic fogger to solve my quandaries. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about them. Yeah, also, cool. And guys, those are units that uh, if you just search like um, hydroponic or horticulture fogger or humidifier, mm-hmm. you'll find these units and they just blow out 
a pretty heavy mess. But what they do is they do it under pressure, and when you pressurize water, you can atomize it really small. So it's way different than just a little pump-up sprayers, just with the little amount of pressure that they generate. Uh, the, you know, that's you can see like the kind of mist that they create. But by really um, generating some pressure, like some of these atomizers do, they're like a couple hundred bucks, no? But they they're able to make more humidity than just little water droplets. Well, and the humidity mine made, so this, the, a lot of these guys, if you have a big enough room, you can run a one eighth inch seal aligned to it. So you don't have, otherwise you're going to be filling it up mm -hmm. every day at least. Yep. But if you don't have it, like I had a problem with mine because it would blow, I didn't want it blowing right on my plants and I was in a tighter space. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of pointed it to the wall and put a fan towards it, but then all down the wall got like, yeah. like a buildup, like a it's the, the minerals in the water, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So and that, that made me worry or wonder if that's an issue, if it's going to build up on my plants. So then I thought, well, maybe I need to supply this thing with RO or distilled water or something. But do watch that. I would think uh, so, because I would think those minerals are going to clog that little orifice that's in you there. Gotta, yeah, you got to clean the thing every, you know, couple growth cycles. Uh, most of them come apart and easily do. But let me go on. Because I'm learning, leaning towards a hydrofogger. Got there. I've heard good things. I also don't like that I have essentially a dehumidifier, which is, it says a mini split and a humidifier in the same space to mitigate the moisture loss using electricity to power both. It seems wasteful and there has to be a more efficient way to increase relative humidity with a mini split. Here's a question. How do the do-it-yourself options compare to pre-made foggers? I would say in that sense, not that well, unless you're pretty technical, if you're comparing a do-it-yourself ultrasonic fogger. Um, what are the logistics of reusing my condensed mini split water into the fogger? That's fabulous. If you had enough, you know, mini split water to power your humidifier, I don't, that yeah. water is going to be better than the tap water. That's like RO, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's pulled right out uh, of the air. Soup made a good point down here. Shout out, not a meme guy. What up? Uh, he says, adding more wet media. Can you add any more plants? That's is there anything what I else? Thinking. I got I mean, these big giant pretty. beds, hempy buckets that have two inches of water on the bottom of it that are constantly wicking water up. Uh, if you can fill your room with more plants or more, even just more uh, soil and you know, you know, moist soil, yeah, you'll be able to raise the humidity up. Well, and you get more weed. Yeah, that's the, the like key key Boy. point. There is it is a lot more fun to just have more plants to raise your humidity. Because you end up with more weed in the end because you have more plants. Yep, that if you're at a plant count or if it's a medicinal thing or he's obeying, you know, the laws of wherever he's at, may add another bed and grow some clover, grow some microgreens, mm -hmm. grow a couple tomatoes, whatever. If you don't have the height to grow a vertical plant like tomatoes, grow some stalky jalapenos and some shit like that would work great as well to add a grip of humidity. Yep. I agree. I understand you might not have the room. Those ultrasonic horticulture foggers are a little spendy too. They start around 230 or so and go up from there. So Right. I do love those for foliar applications though. I had the little Fogmaster Junior back in the day and then that thing only held like a, maybe a quart. So I got one of those big, I would be a big ultrasonic foggers. I think they hold a gallon or two. And that thing was awesome. It was one of the little, little tricks that I would have. Ultrasonically. <laughs> Ultrasonic. Sonic means sound. Question about cold temps during dry slash cure by Strawberry Yields. Love that guy, man. What's up, Strawberry Yields? Hey, dude, Scotty Guru just finished my second harvest, but I've got a less than ideal situation with my drying curing space. Now tell me your story, just man. Hoping you guys could help me out. As far as the details go, I had two Strawberry Fields plants that I harvested on the 21st of January and set up to dry. I live in a really, caps, all caps, really old apartment. 
For my first harvest, I used an empty tent to dry cure, but now I've got plants in both tents, so it needs an alternative. The only place he has that gets dark enough is a bedroom closet. It's a roof and drafty staircase leading to an unheated front hallway. So we had a cold snap, and the temps in that closet got as low as 45 Fahrenheit. And my relative humidity wasn't getting above about the same, 46. To make matters worse, I made the mistake of wet trimming, so they don't have any protection. So wet trimming, guys, means he decided to trim off all his fan leaves and maybe some of the sugar leaf the same day he chopped the plants down before he hung them up to dry. Which right. is, if you're going for, like, utmost quality, not recommended because you're you're basically cutting and the plant bleeds out chlorophyll and plant fluids and stuff out onto the resin and stuff that's in the buds. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you slow, you want it to, and you want it to dry as slowly as possible. But So by leaving all that moisture that's able to wick up through and into the bud, I think, also helps as well. Yeah, so he's worried about that drying too quick. Um, he goes... So I was paranoid as hell all week, constantly doing the stem check, see if I should draw them earlier than normal, 10 to 14 days. I don't think, yeah, I mean, that's ideal, 10 to 14. I've had plants up longer than that. It was more than a few of the smaller buds were ready too soon, so I got nervous and jarred the rest. Because now the jar's humidity is between 65 and 70, even with two 62% humidity control packs in there. So his main concern is here, to get to the question, can you go over how cold temperatures impact drying and curing? Does the low humidity still ruin the bud and cause it to dry too soon in a hot climate? Or does the cold temperature trap more moisture in the leaves than the hot than a hot air would, causing it to still have an extended drying period? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So he's, you know, humidity at 45% is a little low. We like it 55, 65. Right. So he's saying, but since it's cold, does that kind of offset that? Because what how is the cold temps gonna affect? I I know it'll help preserve terps and things like that. But how does it affect actually drying of the flower? Uh, you know, let's go to our, our meteorologist, Groguru, here. Well, <laughs> what I mean, do you think as far as temperatures? I mean, you definitely don't want to go that low. If you're going as low as like 45 degrees, you can almost think of that as like a refrigerator. That, it sounds where like it's about it, yeah. It's not really going to dry out. And it, like you can keep up. No, it'll still dry out. Just not. Maybe, slowly, what are you worried about? Bud rot? Slowly. I would, I would definitely be worried about bud rot because it, it's not – they're, the drying capacity of that cold air is is a lot lower than if the, if the air is hotter. And think about it. Like the inside of a refrigerator is a dehumidifier at the same time as it's a refrigerator. And you can keep plants in there turgid and they don't dry out very fast at all. So I Yeah, Yo-Yo B said he had that issue. He said, I recently had the same problem, same temps and humidity as you. I left my buds out for two weeks and eventually found mold on them. Um, you can hang flour for two weeks, man. I haven't had an issue with that. I mean, the Not coldest, at 45 this, degrees, Yeah, the, the, the issue is at 45 degrees where it, you're basically just hanging up wet flour. Without giving it much drying. Yeah, w- I haven't w- done without, it. Without yeah. having it dry that much either. Because, like, really, the air, cold air is not able to pull moisture out of stuff as fast as, like, warmer air would be able to. To a point that, I, at, at, at a certain point, it just kind of stops. Yep. My, my last one was... 55 to 52 we'll say on the temp on the dry and it worked i was concerned as well like is this taking too long or yes. is this too cold you were on so the i'd lower. probably say 60 is a good threshold maybe for for this i do like the cold the cold dry if you will i think it does preserve flavors and terps and all that good shit more but like um, an, 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 an ideal environment 
for growing or for cure, or drying and curing your cannabis plants, right? Sixty-five degrees, sixty percent humidity. Yep. If you just just dial that in, you're going to be pretty much perfect to pull those down and jar them up in ten to fourteen days. Yeah. So if you're going up sixty, uh, 60. Yeah, so, so if you're going a little bit below that, you know, you can get away with it. Now, if you're going ten degrees below that, down to forty-five degrees, good luck, man. Yeah, I feel you. I yeah. feel you. Hopefully, the dank turned out for you. Uh, that's better potentially than the opposite of just saying I can't get below 90 degrees to dry or something, but <laughs> right. a little too chilly. Let's so what, what's to, the suggestion? I mean, honestly, you probably get a... 65-60, man. Uh, yeah, but how do you raise oh, it up there you? if you're in a, maybe a giant box for some reason? Or, I mean, well, he, he already has this stuff out into jars. Right. I would recommend pulling your buds out of your jars like once or twice a day and letting them sit for like five or ten minutes. Just to just to help pull out a little bit more of that moisture than just yeah, burping sure the jar would, and to let like air get full coverage around the buds instead of just having a clump of buds in a jar. Um, in the future, he's going to have to either get a grow tent. I think Suit might have suggested that, right? Um, Giant box right. or something, you know, even yeah, have box. it in a warmer spot. Yeah, for some reason, my wife bought garbage cans from Amazon, and they came in a giant box. I was like, how the fuck can Amazon afford to do this? It makes no sense, does it? I don't know. I don't. I question that purchase. Oh, good, yeah, I've been questioning that purchase. <laughs> next, uh, how much fuel would she use to drive them to get them? I don't know. Next question, are, please. Are the cans metal? Are next they wood? Or are they question, plastic? Please. <laughs> They're right. plastic, sir. No question. Shout out to Seeds here and now, guys. Go over there if you need quality genetics. Excellent customer service. Uh, and help support the show, man. Great way to check out their catalog of everything. Duke Diamond. I think Duke Diamond's vault might still be over there. Hell I'm yeah. right. Coupon code DUDE10 over at the Seeds here now. Gets you some good genetics. I got to go look through the catalog, actually. I'm going to be ordering a pack or two. And I did find out Seeds here now for you, DGC. They will ship internationally to almost any country they said that won't, like, try and kill you. For uh, it's a thirty-five dollars uh, when you go outside of the states. That's awesome. Death <laughs> list man for shipping <laughs> seeds. So if you're going to get uh, the 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 thing that is in, taking place of the Patch Adams seeds, and you're over using DGC in UK, New Zealand, Australia, it would be thirty-five dollars shipping for you guys to get those. Very All right. cool. Hey, Let's do we see. do we get to announce uh, our progress today, man? About being overseas. The oh. European Union. I'm all excited. Well, yeah. What do you got? It's about to be on a boat, but recharge, enough. recharge is going to going to be completely available in all of the EU now. Yes. As soon as, as soon as our pallet gets over there on the boat. So when I ask you who's slinging recharge, you're just going to say the EU. Yeah, yes, all the of entire, the EU. Look out for it, guys. It'll look, be available soon. Prime. I have been told that England is absolutely blowing up. That they grow excellent, excellent weed and a ton of it. Have you seen these? When you say it's on a container, you know Vancouver is a pretty, pretty damn billion busy port. Yeah. And man, I've just been out there sometimes looking out into the where the, the container ships, dude. You don't know the size of a container ship until you see one in front of your face. It's like it is holy weird. shit. It is weird. Yeah, one container ain't shit. Container ship, dear God. Yeah, I couldn't imagine working on one of those. All right, Bud Anatomy from Great Full Deadosaurus Rex. Yes, that's your real name. <laughs> All right, sup, grow fam. Yes. Just finished my first grow, and I'm smoking my own bud for the first time ever. Respect. 
Congrats, sir. I attribute half of my success to my beautiful genetics, Davy Crockett, which platinum huckleberry cookies. Oh, let me do this right. It's Davy Crockett with platinum berry. Wait, wait, wait. David Crockett, man. That's platinum huckleberry cookies by Alien Orange Cookies, right? Yes, that's what it is. At Moon Mission Genetics, and I attribute the rest of my success to Scotty Dude and the rest of the DTC for all the knowledge that I've acquired since September 2018 over the course of the grow. I've saved up a bunch of grow questions, some more abstract than others. So here we go. (laughs) Thank you for that nice, nice thing that you said there. The Davy Crockett has just finished drying, so I guess I'm getting a little antsy and smoking some before the cure. Shit, I've seen Scotty put a bud in the microwave, I think, at Nancy. Oh, yes. But I've realized that I've never seen bud like this before. As a kid, before. I was young. Because it hasn't, I was like, hmm, you can do that. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I've never seen bud like this before because it hasn't been handled by multiple people, vac sealed, and shipped across the country. Right. Bud looks beautiful, by the way. I also haven't trimmed yet, so the smaller sugar leaves curled up and became one with the bud. That's totally fine, man. Don't worry about getting those out of there and damaging all those trikes. Just smoke that shit. I'm curious as what the anatomy of the bud actually is. I mean, the plant literally starts out as two leaves, and now its final flower consists of hair, sugar leaves, and different colored nug spots. Could you discuss the genetic anatomy of the female cannabis flower and maybe talk a little about the types of chemicals that are created in the process? What happens to the chemicals during the dry and cure and how they affect our minds? Once how again, high is this guy when he's writing this? I just got to know. He Once again, guys, smoking my own bud for the first time was a spiritual feeling comparable to seeing the Grand Canyon for the first time. That's awesome. Couldn't have done it without you all. All right, so let's get it. We'll throw this to Guru. What's up with the anatomy of the bud? Hey, I got one thing. A plant is mostly carbon. That's how it starts as, as two leaves and then just keeps on growing. Mostly carbon and its main food source is CO2 from the air. But I mean, I guess it it starts as just the original cotyledon leaves. Mm-hmm. They they don't even look like cannabis leaves. And let's teach them what those are. Yeah, those are those That's, two leaves. As soon as your as soon as your uh, seed sprouts, those two leaves that come up and then just stick on to the stem for. A and those bit. are pretty common to a lot of plants, right? Like same a tomato would look or a pepper. Dicots. Or any any type of dicot has two cotyledon leaves. Um, okay. Diamonds too. And then the first set of true leaves you have coming up, that is your first node on the plant. And when it's from seed, they're generally symmetrical. If it's from clone, they kind of alternate. Um, that grows. It goes through its vegetative cycle. No cannabinoids are really being made at this point. Maybe a little bit of CBG in the roots, I think. Mm. Um but as it, it starts to develop pre-flowers, and those are actually, when you see a pistol, like the the little stigma that comes off right. of, of, of like a calyx. Sure. Uh, that calyx is actually the ovary where seeds would be made, and the stigma kind of helps collect pollen and get it down to the ovary. The guru seems to know about female, uh, female anatomy yeah, a lot, man. Oh, oh it, it, has a, it has a beaked bracket to it. That's what it's called when the, <laughs> the, the, way, the way the stigma like uh, goes down into the calyx. Hey, that's a natural thing, and some people like that. Yeah, so <laughs> once it starts to flower, that's really where the primary growth is happening, at the, at the node sites where there were pre-flowers. Right. Um, and that's where your buds are going to come from. And at this point, early on in flower, the plant is making a lot of CBG and CBGA, okay. which is a precursor to, well, CBD, THC, THCV. It's like the, the mother precursor to pretty much everything. Okay. And it's making that in high, high amounts early on. 
but then it kind of stops. That's why early on in flower is super important. Um, just because it's, you're trying to build up all those pre uh, one grow the buds bigger, but you're trying to have the plant produce as much precursor as it possibly can. Right. So that later in flower, uh, when it's not making precursor anymore and it's focusing a lot of its metabolism on turning those precursors into the cannabinoids we're actually after. Gotcha. So precursor, you need the precursor to get to make the cannabinoid. That's like that's setting it up, right? When are yeah. the precursors being set? The the precursors being made like the first few weeks of flower. I, I would I would say it kind of starts to taper off after the first half of flower. So like four weeks in. So how old is this plant when if we're quite human age to it for precursors? The 20, teenager twenties to twenties <laughs> to thirties, I guess. I guess what what are, what are we saying? The the twelve twelve flip is when you turn eighteen. I guess that's what you think. Eighteen. <laughs> yeah, twenties, thirties, maybe up until like middle aged, and then and it's all downhill. From there, then, then you stop making those precursors, and you better have made enough of them to be able to make all the cannabinoids right. you want. Yep, we're analogizing that to people. Um, and then when you cut the plant down, uh, and there's still water in the plant, it's technically not dead. Uh, like when you're drying and curing. Right. So during that period, chlorophyll is breaking down. More of those precursors are still being the, – the enzymatic activity is still going on in the plant. Those precursors are being made um, into more cannabinoids. So you, your your plant, while it's hanging and drying, right. is actually getting more potent and making more cannabinoids the longer it, it's kind of sitting there to a point that sure. it's sitting and hanging. Um, and chlorophyll is breaking down. Um, in an aerobic way, uh, you don't want it to be anaerobic. If that starts to happen, and you st- you start to have like mold and mildews, right? Happen. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the anatomy of how cannabis grows and how the cannabinoids work through it. I guess like pretty basically. I love pretty that story. basically. Yeah. No, that was pretty cool. That was interesting. I did not know that, Guru. I said, I'm glad we sent him to college, man. He's still paying for it. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> Are you, are you, no, that's a wake and bake. I'll make a note here. Let's ask Guru about his college, if it was worth it to pay for all of it or not, or it's getting interesting these days. I think, I tell you what, he learned enough to where he was able to jump into, a, you know, really contribute here. So I'm going to say for him, it probably was. I think some of it too is just discipline for life. It's a really fucking do. expensive piece of paper, man. It sure it, is. It, it literally is like, hey, I sat through classes. I'm smart. Like, mm-hmm. Look at my piece of paper. So I don't know. Could have learned that stuff on the Discovery Channel, yo. Yeah, that's what Google's for. Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. Well, I think we're going to put it in the bag, man. We've got some more Grow Talk coming at you. Hopefully this weekend. Don't have any plans going around here anytime soon. DGC Cup at Gmail. If you're coming to hang, do it, do it. And uh, I don't know what else you got, Scotty. We learned the EU sling and recharge. Canadian DGC. You want some stickers? Couple stick packs, hit me up, dudegrows.com on the contact. Yeah. Be patient, but on and off, I do make it to the postal office. Very good. Very good. So you get out of the house every now and again? Yes, have to. Have yeah, there was to. a YouTube commenter, somebody from Maple Ridge wanted to welcome you to the neighborhood, man. You should check it out. Uh, hits me up, fellow Maple Ridger, eh? You know? Uh, yeah, every, I'm always interested in hanging, meeting new people. I got actually uh, uh, supposed to visit a licensed uh, or an LP. I think that means a licensed producer, yes. a licensed producer up here, a bigger facility, and make it out to the island. Talk like a Canadian. I'm going to make it out to the island, Scotty. Very cool. I thought you were on the island. Vancouver's an island, right? 
No, sir. And I'm not in Vancouver. I am east than Maple Ridge. All right, let's put it in the bag rambling. Guys, get some Grow Talk questions on dudegrows.com. And uh, hope to see you. AMD, you know, pushing hard. DGC Cup of Gmail. Are you ready for the shout-outs? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You mind if I start? Because this is my friend. Jared, or my, I, won't, I won't use his real name, his birth name. Love for the plant. What's up, man? And who is Smokable Johnson? You tell me. Trico... Trichotomus? <laughs> Sounds like a, a I think fungus. I think it's trichotomus. Nice. Tri- tri- ah, I like that. Best and best buzz. What up? Don't forget about Dirty Homes in Q Supreme 36. Did Q Gross change his name again? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, this isn't good enough. I'm Supreme. <laughs> Mary Jane Experience and 515 Green Thumbs. About Wing Shooter and Northern Ganja Farmer. Yeah. Never leave, never leave your wingman. Watch Top Gun with the boy the other night. <laughs> Good stuff. Peace out, guys. Stay higher. Take it easy, Dave. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on It's just weed it's just me, I like to smoke it out in loud. Yeah, yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high, oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's been.